Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products. Let's go! Days to go to Scotland in action against Georgia. We're in the centre of Glasgow where we're in the new Gorbo Scotlander training under John Carver and the manager Steve Clark in the sunshine of Antalya in Turkey. Craig Moore, John Hartson, where would you rather be as we get ready for the big game? John, it's been uh, well, it's been quite a week of European football and then domestic at the weekend. But for Scotland, we're in an unusual position of being through to the competition, as you know, in the summer. But listen, we don't want to lose, given that we lost the three, well, the game with Spain and then two friendlies, albeit England and France. How important to get back winning again on Thursday? Um... It's important, I think, for the group. But uh, you know, hard work is done, Paul. But you know, they're all they're all um, professionals, and they'll want to finish the group off with with maximum points. And there's no reason, I think, why they can't do that. But sometimes it's difficult when the job is done. You know, um, psychologically, you're just not quite maybe at it. You know, when you're going in against a Spain at home or a or a Norway away, mm. one of these type of games mentally, but. I'm sure the manager and and uh, all the coaches there will will get into the players and and they'll realise how important it is to to finish the group as strong as they can. Two international stars with us, John, with so many caps with Wales and the man with 53 caps for Australia, Craig Moore. Craig, it's unusual for Scotland to be through. It's brilliant though. We're looking forward to it. What are you thinking about some of the uh, people who might come in? There's chat today about the young Newcastle United defender yeah. Livramento. So he's played under 21 for England. Yep. He could be coming to Scotland. Interesting profile. I mean, his education, his early education was at Chelsea. I think he played 30-odd games for Southampton. Tough task at Newcastle behind Trippier. Similar position. Uh, but again, I, I think it just goes to show that, that Scotland are being proactive in regards to uh, early qualification for the Euros, which is fantastic, but also continually looking to see what else is out there. And you've just told me something I didn't know. You could have played for another country. I mean, you love, you're Australian, Scotland's your adopted country, but mm. was it going to be Scotland you could have played for? My mum's English. Don't hold that against me. Um, but uh, look, I, I come over as a 17-year-old, as we, we all know, and uh, I'd already, as a 19-year-old, debuted for, for Australia, but I did get the call from uh, the assistant working with Terry Venables uh, to represent England, um, but I was uh, never going to, uh, I was never going to change. My, my passion was to, to play for my country where I was brought up and that was Australia. Wow. Could have been different though. Could no, have been. No regrets? None at all. No. None at all. Two World Cups for, yeah. for my national team. Uh, now fantastic memories for 10, 15 years. And John, you're so proud of your career with so many great clubs, Celtic, West Ham United, Arsenal, West Brom, uh, Luton, where you started out, Coventry. But no doubt the biggest thing, I suppose, was yeah. playing for Wales. Well, I, yeah. think, I think so, Paul, because you're representing your country. You know, people have said to me, if you represent your country in tiddlywinks, you know, it's, yeah. it, it's a, it's a <laughs> massive achievement because it means that you are the best player in your whole country for that period of time. And um, I've always said it, 
you know, when your parents are in the stadiums and they're watching their little boy that used to run around that council estate as a kid, you know, to have gone to the very, very top of your profession. It's a very special moment and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always delighted when I see players making their debuts for their country. I think it's a very special moment for them. It sure is. 0808 08, 17 17 700 if you want to talk Scotland with John Hartson and Craig Moore feel free to do so but 48 hours ago we were still in the thick of it oh. with Rangers winning at Livingston at lunchtime and 2-0 for Rangers yep. Celtic 6-0 against Aberdeen John did you see that one coming isn't it strange 6-0 mm. over there in Madrid days later I know it's Scotland but yeah. that is the way to come back 6-0 well it's the way to react I suppose from a, a really heavy defeat I still think Atletico Madrid would have probably won the game even 11 v 11 they're such a great side um but obviously Celtic went down to 10 men. It made yeah. it very, very difficult then to play 70 minutes with 10 men. But I thought they bounced back very well. I thought they looked sharp at the weekend. Um, you know, three or four players getting on the score sheet, a really bad injury for Kyogo. Yeah. Um, what did you make of that, John? Thought, the head clash? Yeah, I thought it was, a, it was a really nasty clash. And I felt it straight away, you know, Kyogo... He sort of fell and uh, he was already out. You know, the lad was already KO'd it in the floor. Um, so I was just, I was praying for him that, that he'd make a full recovery and he'd be okay. Because when you see something like that, it looks quite sickening, doesn't it, on the pitch? So I was initially worried for him. Uh, but from a Celtic win point of view, you know, they really uh, turned it on at the weekend. And all right, Aberdeen, I think Barry wasn't particularly happy with them I thought they were a bit sloppy at times but listen that's not Celtic's fault they went out the crowd got behind them and um, they won 6-0 it was a wonderful way to react Craig and John no criticism of uh, Slobodan Rubicic no. for that time for the not challenge for me. not for no. me I think yep. it was a genuine uh, attempt to, to compete for the ball uh, in the end Kyogo I think is very lucky because uh, it looked as if it could have been really nasty mm. so a slight concussion is for me a result uh, but I certainly didn't feel as if there was Anything more than the, the situation that referee dealt with, I think, in the in the right manner. Celtic got back to um, to winning ways after a disappointing result in Europe. That's exactly what Brendan Rodgers uh, would have been after. Um, and and Rangers also on the back of a heavy schedule uh, were pretty comfortable against Livingston uh, two 0 as well. So for Rangers and Celtic, I think very comfortable weekends. Let's hear from the managers, Brendan Rodgers, after the six 0 victory. Well, very good because Aberdeen are strong team, a tough team. I think we you mentioned it beforehand that how difficult they are to play against, and especially away from home. They've got some really really good results. So for us to score six goals, keep a clean sheet, be as creative as we were, whilst disciplined. Then uh, it's a mark of a good team. You had the pain during the week. We dust ourselves off and, uh, and go and produce a really good performance. So uh, really happy and uh, yeah, good good win. Man of the match, Lewis Palmer and Craig. I'm looking at you. He could have been at Rangers. Remember the well, chat start of the season. Yeah, yeah, I mean, look over the years. There's a lot of players that have been linked to, to both clubs. Rangers, uh, by all accounts, well, Michael Bill come out and said no interest. Um, he's come into to Celtic and. He certainly looks to be blossoming uh, and improving every single week. A player that has uh, great technique um, and and two-footed. And I think the, the ball for uh, O's, was O's header, outside of the right foot. What a fantastic ball that was. So, yeah, a player that looks like um, he has real talent and really looking as if he's enjoying his football at the moment. John, you're impressed. Yeah, I am. Um, I think a lot of people have wanted to see him get a run. Um, he, he's he's finally getting the run of games, and you know he's uh, he's living up to that. You know he's uh, 
he can take players on. He's got wonderful deliver, delivery. He can cut inside like he showed um, against Ross County a few weeks ago and smashed one in from 30 yards. Great technique. And um, no, I'm delighted that he's getting a run now because naturally, Paul, when, when, you, when you feel that you're a part of the team and you're in the team every week, you'll get better and better because we all play on confidence. So while he's scoring goals and making goals... Um, then you only get better as a Celtic player, you know, because there's always pressure when you come to the club. But what you want to do, you want to make a big impact. And to do that, you need a good run of games. Manager spoke afterwards about Palmer and Yang. Yeah, very, very good. I think he showed variety, showed that he's developing here, as did Yang, you know, getting that uh, goal at the, the second post. You know, normally you see wingers on the outside looking in, but uh, but both those guys contributed very, very well. Uh, he's a very talented player, Louis. And... Uh, as I said, he can create a goal and score a goal, and uh, he did that. So, meanwhile, a couple of hours earlier, Craig, you were at the game. You were at Levy against Rangers overall. No, I wasn't at that particular oh, match, right. but obviously I've seen the. the oh, you were at Sparta. Yeah, I was, night, I was at Sparta, yeah. which was yeah. a, a good result. Um, it's look, accepted. You're not. You can miss the odd yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Now, but look, obviously for for Rangers, look, uh, it was very comfortable. Uh, you know, we touch on the surface and what sort of stuff, but that, that's there. We know about that. But I think Rangers went about their business in a. A professional manner. Uh, I think there was maybe four changes to the starting lineup. So Clement's looking to to change it up a little bit. Dessa's getting another goal. Uh, I still don't think he's at full confidence, but the goal will help. Uh, you know, there's a couple of chances where I think if he was really confident, he'd take a couple more chances within the match. But I think overall, Clement will be really, really happy with the response. It's been a tough schedule and they've been able to yeah. win games of football, which is the most important thing to get rhythm, momentum. International break, timing's probably not great for Rangers. You reckon? Yeah. Uh, I think Rangers are just starting to get into a little bit of a, a, a groove. Clement's learning about his team. When you're winning games of football, you don't want to yeah. have a break. So the international break for me maybe stops the momentum a little bit. John, you see differences in, in Rangers uh, under Philippe Clement? I do. I, I think they have... Um... They're showing a bit more desire. Um, they're showing a little bit more um, work rate and effort under the new manager. You know, they're really pushing on. They're, they're playing till the last minute in games. It seems as if uh, Philippe Clement has come in and he's, he's laid the law down to a few of them. And they, they've already sort of gone up a level, in my opinion. Uh, and as Craig just alluded to there, they're winning games, Paul. They're winning games... And uh, they're actually doing very well at the minute. And under Clement, it's, it's the perfect start he would have wanted when he came to the club. Um, and they're responding to him. He's getting a big response out of the players. And, you know, um, can we get a race on this year? That, that's what people want, don't they? They want, they want to see a race. Well, let's hear the manager then. I want to ask you about the race. That it was a tricky game. First, you have the circumstances with the pitch. What's not an advantage for us? And the football we want to play. Kick-off hour, 12 o'clock, after a European night. Also having European success and then playing domestic, it's also sometimes dangerous in the heads of the players. The team showed a really good mentality and, uh, and the right spirit uh, and a good mindset to, to play a very mature game because we didn't give away anything and um, yeah, we deserve to win, clearly. Also, when you miss a penalty, when you, a goal is disallowed, Sometimes you get in uh, dangerous games for losing points because these circumstances are not on your side. 
yeah, at the end it's a very positive uh, afternoon, I think. Yeah, he did make the point afterwards about just 62 hours between the game with Sparta Prague and yeah. then the game in Livingston. And he pointed to other countries where... Um, they would give you, they would change the timing of the game to give you a bit more for mm. recovery, and it's not just Rangers that affects. Obviously, Aberdeen had played in Greece actually on Thursday night as well. Well, again, it's something that I, I guess, look, scheduling is very difficult. We can appreciate that, mm. uh, but I think, you know, with, with all the teams that are involved in European competitions, I think if you can try and look after these teams to make sure that they get maximum recovery, because the uh, the problem is that you you can run into is with a quick turnaround is injuries and nobody wants to see players injured. Uh, so look, of course, there's, there's always a debate. I think they can look at it and potentially, uh, for all Scottish clubs, try and give them a little bit more time if it's possible. John, what do you feel? I heard you saying just before we heard from Philippe Clement that there could be, you know, it's game on, maybe yep. for the title. Do you feel, uh, what do you feel on it now? Under, Do you feel more threatened? From a Celtic point of view, do you think Rangers are getting better and will challenge Celtic for the title? Well, it's a resurgent uh, Rangers. Are, I mean, Celtic are still unbeaten in the league and the Celtic fans will feel the title is in the bag, but nobody ever hands out titles after 13 games. You know, it's eight yeah. points at the minute. Rangers have a game in hand. If they win that, it's down to five. They play Celtic on the 30th of December. You know, they know what big that game is at Celtic Park. And you've just got to try and keep winning. You know, Celtic bounced back from a heavy defeat in the week. Great performance. They're scoring goals. Um, but I think I just think Celtic would welcome the challenge. You know, they really would. They've had it, they've had it particularly easy over the last 10 or 11 years, you know, apart from when he was under Gerard and he won the title. So, you know, from Celtic's point, they have to welcome the channel, but cha- challenge, sorry, but you know, from Rangers' point of view, they have to keep the heat on. They have to keep this pace up because, you know, Celtic have been over the course many times in recent years. They've got players who have been there, seen it in the Celtic jersey, the likes of Callum McGregor, Carter Vickers in the last two or three seasons, Greg Taylor, all these type of guys who've been in and around it, Paul. A lot of the Rangers players haven't experienced that at Rangers. So that that's going to be a key in terms of their success and trying to bring the title back. But as I see it at the minute, you know, there's a race on. Um, and, and that consistency to keep winning, you know, if you keep winning, it puts pressure on the other team. And, and look, and Rangers, they, they have, as you can see, clear signs of improvement, Paul. But what I would say is they haven't been playing amazing football where everybody goes, oh, new manager, yeah. oh, what a massive... The difference, is, which is a bit of a slap in the face for, for me, for Michael Beale, is energy desire, willingness to, to work. Um, and that clearly was not the situation in the in the back end of, of Michael Beale's time. So yeah, They should be given, shouldn't they? These are givens. That, that, that should be a given. So obviously with Clement, new manager coming in, the clean slate, normal situation with a new manager. But Rangers have found um, an energy, um, a mentality that has enabled them to go on and, and win games of football. At this moment in time, it isn't by playing amazing football as being professional and getting the job done. So I think that that can only grow as the season kicks but, on but, and I think it yeah. will be a title race. But that's a sign of a, a decent team, Craig, is when they're not playing well, they can just dig out these wins. You know, I know what you're saying. They, they haven't been pummeling teams, if you like. You know, home to hearts, 2-1, the way to Livingston, which can be tricky. Both teams have lost there in, in recent years, Celtic and Rangers. But Livingston bought them league at the minute. They, they can't buy a win. Um, but, you know... Sometimes when you think 
we always turn up when we think it's going to be easy wins. Seligan Rangers, better players, bigger budget, yeah. internationals. But it doesn't quite work like that always, you know. So I think it's not a bad thing when you're not quite at your best and you can still come away with three points. The fans of both sides, they want a challenge. No matter what they say, they do. John, you must have loved it playing against the likes of Barry and... and uh, Craig and so many of the Rangers players that we've talked about in that team and your team that we know yeah. Thompson, Lennon, Sutton Oh it was competitive of you know, It was yeah. competitive back then the Rangers are the top players yeah. and, <laughs> and we had a couple of great players as well and you know the likes of Dick Advocate Alec McLeish were going up against yeah. Martin O'Neill and yeah. Um, but yeah they, they were generally close games you know we had some we had some as well where Rangers won easy we won easy yeah. But um, no, they, they 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 were very competitive as they always are. That's what you want, isn't it? I think I think look, it's yeah. great. It's great for us in the media. Yeah. Uh, it's great for the well supporters. Yeah. They just want to win trophies yeah. and win titles. But I, I think when it when it's close uh, and it goes to the wire, the excitement level goes through the roof. The focus of the players is really really important. And I, and I think like I says that that could be a situation where. You know, you do get to the last few weeks of the season, and it's still there to to be to be taken by either Rangers or Celtic. So, hopefully, that's the case because it'll give us plenty, Paul, to talk about the whole season. Not half. December the thirtieth is going to be some oh. game, isn't it? Celtic against Rangers, Celtic Park. I wonder if it's going to be, you know, the five points in it at that. It depends when the Rangers game uh, is played. You know, mm -hmm. the one that they have in, in hand. hand. It's going to be phenomenal. Do you think Rangers will slip up at all between then? And John, do you think that Celtic will slip up between now and December 30th? Well, you can't see it. You know, they're unbeaten in the league yeah. after, what, 13 games and uh, just coming off a 6-0 win against uh, Aberdeen. Um, but, Paul, Craig is right. You, you have to take every game as it comes. Your concentration yeah. level, your, you know, your... Um, your will to go and win and keep sure. winning and that and that consistency. These win your titles, Paul. Yep. You can't you can't take your eye off the board and, and rest, you know, on your laurels and think you're doing great, because that's when you'll slip up. And I know Brendan Rogers, he wants that every week. He wants that same performance, high level press, defend strongly, and he won't let them similar to Angie, he won't let them sort of take a rest and a breather. Because as I said earlier on, no titles have ever been handed out in of November course. Celtic have had some tough games away from home yeah. and they've been undefeated so just looking at the table 27 the goal difference for Celtic 35 points Rangers on 27 game in hand mm -hmm. 20 goal difference of course they've only played 12 games Craig yeah. it's uh, it's hotting up isn't it yeah it is and the question you asked Paul is, yep. is do I believe that Rangers will get mm -hmm. to that game uh, unscathed I do uh, and and then it's another opportunity. It's a big match uh, away from home that, you know, if Rangers can go and get a result there, as we're talking about, title game on, although it's still not even halfway through the season. I look back now, even in, in, in this short period of time, the massive win from behind in the last period of time against Hearts. 1-0 down, Clement's first game, I think it was, league game, and they come back and they win that game 2-1. That could have been a huge swing and that could be a game that uh, we look back on in, in, in months uh, as we move forward to say that was a really important win for Rangers. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 if you want to speak to Craig Moore or John Hartson. I see Aaron Ramsdale's dad has spoken out about the effect it's had on his son, the fact that you know he's been dropped basically and he played against Scotland, played for England. Yeah. Days later, he's dropped. 
Are you surprised with this that the dad's spoken out or can you understand it? How would you feel if a member of your family spoke out? No, I, no. I don't think it's great. No. I, I don't think it's fantastic. Look, Ramsdale's a, a top professional. Uh, the situation at Arsenal has been a little bit strange in terms of the way Arteta has won his, his goalkeepers are guessing in terms of who's going to play. I get that, but the goalkeeper position is normally the one where every week you go, he's in goals. Yeah, and you kind of then go through the spine of the team after that. Mm. Strange that the dad comes out. I'm very surprised that um, Ramsdale has allowed this to go on. I, I think he'd been he'd been really disillusioned with Arteta's decision to bring in Raya. Arteta clearly feels Raya's the better goalkeeper because yeah. um, he plays in all the big games. He's, he's brought him straight back in. And I'd be feeling upset. I, I'd be feeling... Uh, let down um, because Ramsdale's a top goalkeeper himself. Yeah. I think yeah. they paid 40 million for Adam Ramsdale. Um, and he didn't let them down, or did he? No, no not really. They finished second yeah. last season yeah. in the Premier League, you know, mm. and I, I'd be almost seeking for a move mm. if I was Ramsdale because he's too good a goalkeeper not to be playing every week. He would probably get into every other Premier League team. If he, mm. he was a regular for Arsenal last season, mm. he'll get better and better playing at that level. And Listen, they're obviously desperate to have two great goalkeepers, but I would be feeling angry, and I can understand his dad coming out because his dad, I think, looks after him, and he probably feels the same way as I do, and I think a lot of Arsenal fans, and his commitment to the club, obviously, is accepting being a number two, but um, you know, I'm not too sure how long he can carry on to be a number two. And it's not all about the money, isn't it? Because they are fabulously wealthy, he's a top-class keeper, you just feel for him, but as mm. parents, you can understand... Dad coming out and speaking on behalf of his son, but I can imagine in the dressing room. I'm not sure how that goes down with you. No, I think those teammates. kind of things. Again, yeah. you try to keep things in house as much yeah. as possible. Yeah, but I suppose someone's probably got a, a quick little comment off their dad somewhere. Yeah. Listen, we don't know in the context of it's, it's been printed, but you know it doesn't take a lot for the press to to print anything nowadays. And as I said, it might just have been taken out of context. We're going to talk about Scotland and the goalkeeping position and others next. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage and heat pumps. Let's go! It's the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Thank you so much for making the switch. We're on tonight till 7 with the Australian international, the former... Tonight. I don't think you're still playing, Craig, are you? No, you no. look as fit as a fiddle. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Craig Moore is with us. And the legend, big bad, John Hartson. Much loved by so many of the Celtic fans and uh, many others as well. I love the, the banter between you two during the break. Is It could be a podcast. Yeah, you think? It, it could, I think so. Hey, don't give me more ideas. Yeah. Don't yeah. give me more ideas. <laughs> stay t- stay ten, years, 10 yards back. Don't get too close. And what are you England caps? 50 caps for Australia. Was that one cap for England? Oh, oh wow, yeah, yeah. Wow, no, wow. he said no. He's, you know. uh, two World Cups. Oh, yeah. old, I know. All credit, I know, fair play. I know. A great international <laughs> career. For sure. And John, so many um, honours in the game for you. But it's a bit like when we chat with Barry Ferguson. You know, Scotland, we missed out in so many tournaments yeah. for so long. But we're back. We're, we're back. back. Certainly are back with a bang, yeah. hopefully. People are getting their, their their tickets for some of the games without knowing yet where we're going to be playing and when. That will come out, what, the beginning of December, the so. draw itself. Right, it was a bit of a blow, wasn't it, that Angus Gunn is out. So it's between, well, Robbie McCrory has been called up, but he's not playing at the moment. The Rangers, the young keeper there, is between Xander Clark, mm. the number one, 
at Hearts, standing in, of course, for Craig Gordon or Liam Kelly at Motherwell. Here's John Carver, the assistant, speaking about the goalkeeping position. In the back of Steve's mind, and, and, and obviously he'll have a chat with Woodsy, goalkeeping coach, but in his mind he'll have an idea of what, what he wants to do. But it was a little bit of a master stroke, if I'm being honest, giving them both their caps in, in France, against France in Lille. So they've had that experience. They've been around the group for so long. Uh, they understand what it's all about. And whoever gets the nod, you know, the other guy, I'm sure, will congratulate them. But they're very competitive. Um, and, and Steve's got a big decision to make on, on, on that situation. Craig, as a defender, how hard is it, do you think, to step up as the international goalkeeper? Look, it's a it's a very very tough position. Um, it's it's something that obviously has a an effect on the whole team. So you're talking about back four or back five, Scotland. You know, play. You, you like to know who's behind you uh, and consistently uh, because that gives I think everybody confidence. It's a real tricky situation I think uh, for for Scotland because when I look at Liam Kelly and, and Xander Clark, obviously do very well at uh, the, the um, you know the clubs that they're at here in the the, the Scottish Premier League. But I look at Robbie McCrory, right? And okay, he's not playing at Rangers. If he'd played a few games at Rangers this season, you, know, you look at the the old firm game he's coming. He's handled high, high pressure mm. matches. Um, so again, I, I personally wouldn't have him out the reckoning of a, of a number one starting spot in this situation. I mean, Gunn's the main man. He's out, obviously. So Kelly Clark, I, I've got McCrory right in the mix there. I really have. I know it's a late a late call mm. up, but. Goalkeepers need to play regular. I get that. Yeah, and he's um, not. But I'm just looking yeah. at Liam Kelly and Xander Clark. Personally, I'm not going. Wow, what a presence! I'm really, really comfortable with that as a mm. defender. But I, I, I think um, uh, the boy McCrory. I, I think one of the reasons why he's not in, although he, you say he's a fine goalkeeper, um, is because his his level of activity. You know, he hasn't been playing. Yeah, yeah. And I think with a goalkeeper, it's important to be sharp going in and get yeah. regular football. And I think mm. that's one of the reasons you you could you could argue McCrory's a better goalkeeper or whatever. It's, it's somebody. Yeah, yeah. It's it's your prerogative. It's yeah. your choice. I think it's a shootout basically between Liam Kelly and Xander Clark, as um, John Carver said that yeah. he, he thinks that the manager might have one in mind that he's going to start with. You it's know, probably Xander Clark. Probably. Yeah, possibly. But, we'll but, but, yeah. but I just think it's, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, whoever maybe. I don't think it's a case of whoever yeah. turns up and whoever trains well yeah. for, the, for the stage of the camp when they're in the camp. He will have one. Um, but obviously, I, I think it's, yeah. um, as I said, I think it's one or the other. And, uh, and it's down to Steve Clark to make the decision. But as, as Craig said, Angus Gunn is the number one. Up front, of course, Shea Adams uh, pulled out oh, yeah. at the weekend. So Lauren Shanklin back in and he's scoring again. It's, it's extremely important. I mean, we got a call yesterday uh, regarding Shea having an issue with his groin. And the good news is for us, Lauren's popped in with a couple of goals at the weekend against Motherwell. Uh, so he's a player who's informed. But it's a fantastic opportunity. In the past, players who... They've stepped in at the last moment, they've taken opportunities. I can use Ryan Porteous as one. You know, we went to Ukraine uh, having to get a point in the Nations League. Ryan stepped in and was outstanding and he's never looked back since. So this, like it happened for him, is an opportunity now for, for Lawrence. You know, he's in good form, like I say, he's, he's scoring goals for Hearts, and, which is important. But he'll want to be on that plane in the 23-man squad. And so, you know, it's a competitive squad. 
but it's an opportunity for him over the next seven or eight days to, to show us what he can do. We know what he can do, but it's an extra opportunity because he didn't expect to be here. He's back in form, isn't he? We talked about him last night. Could he be going to Rangers in the future or could he be in at Celtic who will need another striker or two in January with the Asian Cup? I would, uh, if I was Rangers, I'd be getting my checkbook ready. Uh, yeah. I think he'd be a fantastic addition to, to the Rangers squad. I think to be challenging for trophies, which is what Rangers want to do, you need goal scorers that can score goals. Domestically, he's as good as any. Um, two great goals against Motherwell, uh, obviously over the weekend. He scored against Rangers recently. Uh, look, Shanklin for me, um, he, he's improved so much. He's matured greatly, I think, in the last couple of seasons. And uh, I, I certainly don't see that next step, whether you know international football, Paul, and also a Rangers or Celtic, I think that's within um, his grasp. I, I think he can go and make that step. John, he is you know, he's not an out-and-out striker. He does a lot of work, doesn't he? Deep and yeah, brings he, forward. He, he can come off yeah. and uh, he can get turned as well. Um, for me, he can't do any more, you know, if he's, if he's going to um, plant a little seed in, in, in Steve Clark's head in terms of not letting him forget about him. Um, Jay Adams is out this could be a big opportunity for him he could go in and, and obviously be the match winner not only score goals but play really well you know make a make an impact on the group um, and be be lively be sharp around the training and everything else Lauren Shanklin will know what he has to do but as far as I'm concerned all he can do is score goals domestically and hopefully he'll, he'll get an opportunity and that's exactly what's happened. John Carver's been saying he'd like to finish what we started, in other words, winning ways in this competition. I think the most important thing is we've, we need to finish off what we started. You know, we had a great start to this campaign within the first five games and then obviously losing in Spain. Um, but we want to finish it off in the same manner and we want to win both games. Obviously, it'll help us going forward in the season for future tournaments. So I think it's important that the guys realise, yeah, we've done a good job so far, but we need to finish it off. Yes, good point. Everyone wants to be on that plane. It would be so yeah. disappointing to miss out. One of them is Liam Cooper, the Leeds United defender and captain. And uh, yeah, he wants to be, of course he does, he wants to be part of that, uh, the squad's heading for Germany. Yeah, and, and, and on, the, on, the other, on the other hand as well, it's... We've only got this camp and, and, the, and the next camp to, to get ourselves in the manager's thoughts to, to be in his squad for Germany as well. So there's always that added motivation. So we've, we've got to go and sort of put our stall forward and, and um, prove to the manager that we, we should be on that plane to Germany. And the draw is coming soon? Yeah, obviously, obviously buzzing. Um, I think more so, so the, um, we, we can get booked and the families and the friends can all start getting booked up. Um, it's been a bit of a... Bit of a nightmare not knowing. Um, every person I've spoke to has booked about 20 hotels on, on free cancellation. So, um, yeah, it's, it'll be nice to know where, obviously, we're going to be based. And, and um, I think once all that's sorted and the logistics of it all is sorted out, and then you can really start to, to look forward to it. But like I said, again, we're professionals. We understand there's a lot of football to be played at club and international level before then. So there'll be no getting too Garrett carried away. But... Um, there's still a big, obviously, decision to be made um, by the manager. So we've all got to put ourselves in his thoughts and, and put our foot forward and, and hopefully we'll be on that plane to Germany. 
And of course, on Thursday, we played Georgia. And Craig, I'm thinking of Kvarat Skellia, who, of course, okay. brilliant young player, the KK, that's KK. right, that's what you called him. Yeah. And he plays for Napoli, so he knows about Rangers. He goes yeah. all right. Yeah. yeah. He goes all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, look, I'm liking the messages that come out of the, the Scotland setup, Paul, because qualification, obviously, brilliant. Uh, they've, they've had three losses. They want to rectify that. They want to get back to winning ways. Uh, that's really important for, um, for ongoing confidence. But also to finish, they got off to a dream start in the group campaign. They want to finish it strong um, and continue to drive standards. And I think that that's really important um, because qualification, as you start to do that regularly, is not enough. It's about how can you then progress through the group. So I like the, the language and I like the way that John Carver and the Scotland mentality is being set for what lies ahead. Yeah, that's what yeah. you're saying. Now, let's get out of the group, John, for the first time. Yeah, well, I also think as well that if there are any players that are just a little bit easy-ozy, which I don't think they will be. I think John Carver and, and the manager will make sure that they're fully at it. I think there's enough senior players now in that group. Mm. You know, I could probably name three or four. Uh, Andy Roberts yeah, is, is obviously sure, injured, sure. but you've got the likes of McGinn, you've got um, Callum McGregor, you've got McTominay, who are all playing at a, yeah. the Premier League. You know, a, 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 you know McGregor's Celtic, but... He's captain of Celtic. He's playing Champions League. You know, he'll feel a leader in that side. Mm. I'm sure they'll be pointing a finger, saying, hey, there's none of this. We have to go and win. We have to give everything. And we want to finish the group on a high. And what about John McGinn at the weekend? Scores again. Brilliant. And uh, makes the third goal for Ollie Watkins. How good is John McGinn? Brilliant. Well, yeah. what I like about John, he gets the ball and he's got one thing in his mind. He drives forward. That's what he does. He tries to drive forward. He's technically, he's very, very good. Got a great strike on him, left or right foot. He can pick people out. And I I can't think of a player. Um, there's been several, obviously, but I can't think of one that's hit the heights since he's left Scotland and gone down to England and performed the way he has and come on so much. You know, he's one of the best midfielders now in the Premier League. I know there's several that have gone, you could say, you know, when Andy Robertson left Dundee yeah. United, he went to Hull and he went to Liverpool, he's won Champions League. Yes, I get all that. Mm. But John McGinn, he's took his game to another level and he's also took Aston Villa to another level. And I see his manager, Unai Emery, highly rated, said he's an example for others to follow. And he's not talking about Scotland, he's talking yeah. about Villa who are chasing, you know, top six, top four. And and the thing is with that, that is, that is McGinn in terms of his attitude, right? You don't look at him and go, by the way, flicks and tricks and he works his backside off. He's so aggressive in regards to with the ball, driving forward, trying to be positive. And at the same time, if his team's not got the ball, his reaction to go and try and win that. I can only imagine by Emery's comments there, Paul, that he does that day in, day out mm. at his football club as well. Exactly the same with the national team. The backside is shoved out, isn't he? He's got a most unusual. What would he be like to come well, up against? Nothing the with that. Yeah. Backs in, backs in, backs in. Backs into you, yeah. A great Celtic player. Mr. Doug Leash used to do that quite oh, often. Did, yeah. There you go, yeah. yeah. Could anyone protect the ball like Kenneth Matheson, Doug Leash? Probably the, the greatest ever. Let's stay in Scotland just now. Here is uh, John Carver speaking about this, making it better and better. Well, it's all about improving and getting better. I mean, from those games, um, the previous games against... France, England and Spain. We learned so much. We learned so much as coaches. The players learned so much of playing in those type of games. And those are the type of games we want to play in. So, so it's important that we continue to develop this group of players, you know, on and off the park. So we, we'll be making sure that we have a focus and 
we're not going to experiment, but we are going to try one or two things that we think will take us to the next level. What could that what be? Could that Let's be? look at the drawing board here with Messrs Hartson and Moore. What could the changes be? Now, some of them in force, so no Kieran Tierney, no Andy Robertson, no Aaron Hickey. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I can't imagine a, a huge amount of change, but yeah, does Lewis Ferguson get a start mm. uh, to come in? Is he Potentially, do they have a look at a different formation uh, to see whether or not in the future, if they have to, to try something different, I'm very interested to see exactly what's going to be rolled out. Yeah, well, he has an opportunity to bring in, you know, players who are not, you know, regulars, if you like, who yeah. generally yeah. come on or, or ones who turn up at every camp. Yeah. These are the guys now they've got they've got a chance to step up and they've been in around good players, but can they take that opportunity? Yeah. Um, Georgia away, Norway home. But I think as well, what, what Scotland want what what John Carver's talking about there is he wants to improve players. He wants he wants to go to the next level. The next level for me is to qualify for World Cups and to keep qualifying for major tournaments. Um if their players are improving and they're improving their results and getting to highly in their groups, in their group games, then they can manage that. You know, it's not a case of you know, getting to the top, going to one uh, Euros, which are which are in Germany, fantastic achievement. You know, if they can finish top of the group, um, five wins from the first five games, brilliant. They they come out, come out the traps flying, didn't they? A couple of great results. So that would be in terms of improving the team onto the next level, keep progressing and keep reaching major tournaments going forward. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products. Let's go! Looking forward to the game, Georgia against Scotland. Five o'clock kickoff, so it'll be on air when we're on air here on Thursday evening. This time tomorrow night, Barry Ferguson will be here and Peter Grant. So we've got another two big names. They don't come much bigger than John Hartson. And Craig Moore are with us tonight. We're going to take some of your calls as well. 0808 17 17 700. We're going to look at all the games at the weekend and where John and you, Craig, think, where are the teams after this first section? I can't believe it's another international break. Seems to come up <laughs> with uh, amazing regularity. But this is the last one of the year, isn't it, Craig? Yes. We're not going to have another Double one later. No. Yep. Looking forward to it. Livingston nil, Rangers 2. We'll hear from Philip Clement in a moment or two. Brendan Rodgers, 6-0 for Celtic. This is what he said about Kyogo, that moment, heart-stopping when he just collapsed after the head clash. Yeah, well, it wasn't great for him. Obviously, it's a nasty, nasty blow for him. So, um, so yeah, so he, he'll obviously not travel to Japan. He'll need to stay here and recover. And uh, But, yeah, the, the medical team will just make sure he's OK. And they say he's going to be okay. He's not travelling to Japan, as you heard. And I see he released a, a tweet yesterday on Insta and uh, on X saying he doesn't remember anything about it, but thank you for the support from everyone. Remembered nothing. That's good news that he's okay. Uh, Brendan Rogers on the game itself? Yeah, it was always very important. Uh, it's our idea to start fast in every game. And uh, yeah, the players scored a couple of really good goals. I think the, the subs coming into the game made a great impact for us, kept the energy in the game. Um, like you say, we scored two and, and could have had more, didn't concede so much in the first, maybe one opportunity from a throw-in where Johnny breaks through and, uh, and, and and just goes wide with it. But apart from that, I thought our positioning was really good in the game. Some of our combination play was outstanding and uh, 
Like I said, the, the two goals was exactly what we would want when we uh, when we started the game. And you had a bit more on Yang, who scored that first goal with a header. Yeah, but well, listen, it's you play so many games, so all you want to do is make sure that when you do play, that you contribute, and uh, and you can see him developing all the time as uh, as assurance in the game, not losing the ball. I think when he first came, he, he felt he probably had to always beat a man and uh, and lost the ball too many times. But now he's variety and his game's good. He's got good quality. Works very very hard and. Uh, He's now getting into areas that's going to allow him to score goals. John Odenholm started the game. Um, the manager said he's looking for more from him. You see a player in there? He's... I do. I, I think he's he's you know he's had glimpses, isn't he? He was yeah. sent off yeah. in Feyenoord, and then yeah. he had a he had a server ban, and then you know he's not quite come back and had the same impact. But listen, I've I've seen I've seen Holm play very well this season. Uh, the times that I've watched him, he, he's played in little fits and starts. But I think, like the others, Paul, he's one of those that maybe needs a run of games. It's difficult, that's sadly, because the midfield is so strong, you know. Um, so sometimes, Brendan, he can only put these players on when they're 2 or 3-0 up. Um, so then they've already uh, won the game. But I, I, was in particularly, I was particularly delighted with O. Um, he doesn't let anybody down, Paul. Every time he comes on, is you know he's running, he's closing down, he's offering himself to the team, he's willing to run in behind, and he's adding goals. Paul, you know, yeah. he's you know it's, it's food for thought you know, for Brendan. I know Kyogo's on a different level; he's world class. You can always rely on Kyogo, um, but I just think with when when you're knocked out, Paul, I think it's I think it's two weeks before you yeah. can even consider coming back. Um, so I know Craig is saying about the international break may not be shooting Rangers in the form that they're in, but it might well suit Celtic because they, they would have they would have lost their 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 number nine for the for the next two weeks anyway. But I'm saying that oh when he comes on, you can see him, he's you know, he's enthusiastic, he's, big, he's getting he's goals. physical as well, isn't he? Yeah, it? he yeah, just gives Celtic a different option. And yeah. besides that, Craig, he's impressing the supporters, he's yeah. doing very well. Yeah. And you touch on home home there as well. I, I think what we tend to forget he's twenty years of age. Yeah, yeah. you know. So project. does yep. does he fall into one of those ones that that that, that development mm-hmm. kind of player, the project? And um, so there, there's going to be upside to him, no doubt about that. The midfield areas for for Celtic are, are highly competitive yeah. in in terms of you know trying to get that starting jersey. But he's a young lad; he'll only get better. What about Matt O'Reilly today? He's been quoted. Actually, when you read it, then there's no surprise in it yeah. really. But he's quoted today as saying, "I've played in the Champions League against many good teams. I feel I'm ready." Brackets to take the next step, but I'm already playing for a good team. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say what is going to happen. Well, I mean, the trading model at Celtic Rangers too is that. Buy them cheap, one and a half million. Yeah. What a signing he was. And at some point, he will go. So there's no real surprise there. But what about Matt O'Reilly and the way he's playing this season? Very, very good. Um, can control a game if need be. Has got that killer pass. Has got a great relationship with Kyogo uh, in terms of their combination play. But he'll, he'll still make the forward runs himself. Um, so he's a complete all-round player. Size-wise, really good size. Obviously, he's going to forge a career with the national team. And he's shone for Celtic in the Champions League matches. So there's there's always going to be hype about O'Reilly. And I think Celtic, the position that Celtic will be in, Paul, is is, is actually when do we sell him? When, when's the best time to sell this player where we've had the benefit and now we're getting the maximum price? John, no surprise in that model. They've extended his contract. So yeah. but I know you'd love him to stay as long as possible. Well, of course, yeah. you, you you want your top players. Uh, he needs to, to go. He needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, he's quoted by here, by uh, he told Tips 
Tipsplanet. Yeah, it's a... Who are they? Yeah. The, the biggest it's, Danish it, it, paper? Yeah. Is that what they are? Yeah. But again, the, the quote is there, you know, people trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. And for me, you know, I, I think he's, he's very happy. He's playing at the highest level. He's playing particularly well. And they're trying to quote him, you know, who knows what yeah, will happen. Sure. You know, uh, for me, what will happen is he'll get his head down, he'll keep performing for Celtic, he'll help them win trophies and hopefully get in the Champions League next season. And he's playing and, with and, a smile. And be very happy that Celtic yeah. have, have, have renewed his contract. That's what Brendan will want from Matt O'Reilly. Yeah, he's, he's performing very well. He's, he's He's got that special guile about him, you know, that touch he sees, passes. He knows what he's going to do before the ball actually arrives at him. You know, he has a look over his shoulder. An example in the Champions League where Kyogo's played the 1-2 and it, the similar goal it happened twice. Yeah. Um, whereas Matt O'Reilly is there and that weighted pass into Kyogo's path, you know, it, it, it's not many people can do that. So the weight the pass is well. So for me... Keep him, keep him where he is. <laughs> and this paper, Tiggs <laughs> Blatt. John's not having it. You know, I do us a favour and uh, quote somebody else, pal. Say what you mean, John. <laughs> Across the city, then Rangers winning. It's that's the first month of Philippe Clement. What was he saying on Sunday? It feels like six months. <laughs> um, no, yeah, that's difficult to say because I I don't put expectations. I live from day to day. If I step into a club, um, first I. I take a lot of information, I look at a lot of games, I, I saw all the games, so you get uh, an idea of the potential of the group. Uh, and then you start working with people, but I'm not somebody who has a, a fixed idea before. Also not now about players, because you can always have positive surprises, and I love positive surprises that players go beyond expectation. And I hope to see a lot of those in the next couple of months. Was it a surprise for you? No, nah, you know what? Like, yeah. He seems very certain about what he wants, mm. Paul. You know, yeah. so he's come in. Obviously, knows the expectation at the football club. Knows he's got players um, that he needs to improve uh, first and foremost because uh, the the window's not until January. Um, he's tactically made a change in terms of when the, the away match against Sparta. He, he tactically made a change, so he was brave there. He's he's been brave enough now also to give McCoslin <laughs> his start. Um, so, look, I think it's clear that he's very brave and will make decisions and he backs himself. Uh, and at the same time, what he needs from his players and, and clearly what he's getting at this moment in time is is to make sure that they go in and train hard every single day and try to make that environment as competitive as they possibly can and give him the headaches, which he seems to be enjoying. What's he saying about McCoslin? He did what I expected him to do. I think he's very disappointed that this goal was disallowed, of course. I, can, I think he can do better. He has, uh, he has more potential. I'm also somebody who gives chances to, to young players who show the right mentality, who do the right things in the training, who show ambition, who work hard for the team. And that are the things he, he has done last couple of weeks in the training. Also, the, the moments he came in, he was bright, he was lively, uh, he played with personality, he worked hard for the team. So then I give chances. That will continue if he continues in the ways he's been doing now. Craig's impressed by him. So are yeah. lots of the Rangers fans. Young Ross McLaughlin, he could make it? Yeah, of course he could. You know, he looks lively, doesn't he? I'll give him 10 out of 10 for the dive against uh, Livingston at the weekend. But, 
you know, he's a good player. I think he's positive. He's made a difference when he comes on. And he's just been picked for Northern Ireland under 21. So it's great to see young players being chosen for their countries. And he, he does look very lively. He cuts inside on, on the left foot. He can go outside on his right. So, yeah, he looks a really good young player. But what I like about um, Philippe Clement, that point you just made there, game by game. So he doesn't look too far ahead. And you're only as, you're only as good as your last game. You know, so generally in football, you've always got a chance to put it right again. You've always got that opportunity. So, and he talks sense. He talks a lot of sense. He's, you know, like like Ange used to, like like managers do. He talks a lot of sense. And for McCausland, just quickly for McCausland, he needed a disaster, which was the sacking of Michael Beale, yep. uh, not getting a run of results because new manager come in and and all of a sudden now it's maybe opened the door for him to kick on. I thought he was going to say the disaster yeah. was the penalty then. Ah, Greg, what about that? You've got to come back. Come on, come on, John. You know what I'm going to say? 10 out of 10. It was only made you know by five. Say, hey, yeah. Really quick before you go course, to the break, yeah. right? Yeah. For me, he goes down before the contact was made. If there was any contact, very, very minimal. But quickly, I'm going to go revert yeah. back to the Celtic oh, match. Yeah. And I thought, oh, when the, the contact for the defender was after he's had the shot, so he didn't actually affect the shot. Mm. I thought that was a very soft penalty. And that was overturned with VAR. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk VAR after the news. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. We're just 47 hours away from Georgia against Scotland. That's the game. Five o'clock kickoff on Thursday evening. This evening is Paul Cooney, John Hartson, Craig Moore and your calls coming in 0808 17 17 700 or you can join the conversation at Go Football Show. A lot of Scotland fans saying how is it going to go? John Carver's been speaking to the media ahead of the game, the assistant manager. He's got a good way with him, hasn't he, when he speaks with the media? That great Geordie accent. He's from the northeast of England, not Scotland, but he's a big part of the success that took us to, you know, 2020 and 2021 and also so Germany for next year, Craig. I want to ask you more about Germany, John. You've played there, and Craig, you played, of course, for Marouche, uh, Gladbach. Easy for you to say, indeed. Yep. Here's John Carver getting back to winning ways. Well, the desire is there because, like you say, we've lost three games in a row against top quality opposition, against three of the top ten sides in Europe. So it's been a great learning curve, but it's like everything else. You want to get back to winning ways because. It's all about your preparation and about the seeding for the future. So we have to now press the reset button. We need to go again um, and we need to come out of this game. And, you know, it's great being in the position that we're in. The Euros is now in the future. We have to attack the situation now. And that is by getting six points in the next two games and making sure that, in just in case, Spain slip up in, in, in their last game. So it's important we're ready to take advantage of that. Could we go back top? It is possible, isn't it, Craig? Attack six points. Uh, I, I love I love that message uh, because again it, it sets a tone. Um, 
Well, you know, John's been in the game a long, long time and on the back of three defeats, he knows the media that would come come on the back of maybe another result that wasn't great. So nice and positive. Six points as a target. Look, Scotland can go and achieve that and that's the way you want to be going into any major tournament. John? Yeah, well, John's known as um, a good motivator. I worked a lot with the, the first team at Newcastle um, under some really good managers. You know, he's now under Steve Clark. He's, he's, he's supposedly meant to be a really good coach. Um, so he knows the players, he knows the expectancy and the players have to, have to take all that on board. He wants to be positive. He wants six points, um, which is achievable. I, I think the Georgia game on the back of how we've seen Scotland play is achievable. Norway at home, obviously the Haaland factor and everything else. Um, that's a bit more of a difficult game in, yeah. in my view, but... There's nothing Scotland, you know, there's no looking at Scotland the way they performed, irrespective to the England and the France game. Yeah. I just feel that, you know, they're ready. They're ready mm. to go and win games again. The attitude has changed, hasn't it? Nobody would have expected us to win against Norway, in Norway. And the way and yeah, yeah. we did. And the way that yeah. kind of Scotland done it, yeah. it was, it was yeah. a late rattle. And once they got that equaliser, you go, oof, the, you know, the, you could just sense the belief within and they'll take confidence in that knowing that they can yeah. beat Norway away from home this is at home it'll be a brilliant send off one day at, at Hamden you know mm. the night before the last competitive game if yeah. you like before the Euros yeah. they're still raging though aren't they that they took Haaland off thinking that they were going to take the points and then we scored the, the late goals it made such a difference Elaine Cooper speaking today said yeah we really want to get into the group stages of course and and I think as, as professionals, um, I think we sort of put that expectation on ourselves immediately after the, after the last Euros. Um, I don't think we did ourselves justice in, in, in that tournament. Obviously, it was a, a lot of our, our lads' first, first taste, including myself, of, of, of major football. And we, straight after that, we, we, we agreed to ourselves and in private conversations I've had that we, we didn't really do ourselves justice. So there's, um, we've got a lot of people to and ourselves to go to go prove to that we we belong there and we can we can get through the group stages. Yep, I guess it's getting out of the group stages, isn't it? Which we've never done before. And I've been lucky enough to cover a few tournaments, yeah. World Cups with Scotland and Euros, and we've never done it. And t sometimes we should have. Yeah. I wonder how much of it is mindset, which seems to have changed under Steve Clark. I, I think. I think. Sorry. I, I think a lot of the time as well. I mean, Scotland. Uh, they. They. When were they were in tournaments? It was that kind of late rally and. Maybe not getting through the group stage, you know, goals. I think it was 96, 96 maybe went out by goal difference uh, in the Euros yeah. in terms of qualification through the group stage. It, it's so tough to, to get through the group stages when you're lucky enough to get to the, the major, major tournaments. But if you can, anything is possible. You know, you're, then you're at that stage where you get the right draw and you, yeah. all, you, all of a sudden you can find yourself deep into a tournament. Australia found yeah. themselves in the round of 16 at the 2006 World Cup. Who would have thought that at that, at that mm. stage? It was just more about yeah. qualifying. And what did that do for your nation? Uh, it was huge. It was huge for Australian football um, because it was the first time within 32 years that they'd qualified and, and, and then to be able to get through uh, the group as well. And that was with, with a group that had uh, Croatia and Brazil in it. Um, we managed to, to get through that group. So you can imagine what the, the feeling is like. And at that mm. stage, Paul, and, and Scotland will go through the same situation. There's a player, Jackson Irvine now, who plays for the, the national team. I think he plays professional football in Germany. There's pictures of a young Jackson Irvine at that game. Um, it just lights that fire underneath. Mm. And that's what Scotland are going to experience. Fans watching now, young kids 
watching those kind of games mm. in 20 years' time, you know, 15, 20 years' time, these are the kids that you're going to see, hopefully, playing for Scotland one day as well. And it's because of these moments. Yeah. I, I've never played in a World Cup, but I, I've been involved in the last three. I've been there um, and I've watched games and I think it's imperative that you try and win your first game. Yeah. I think otherwise you, you find yourself, um, your confidence is not particularly high, whereas it switches if you win the first game because generally, Paul, if you win your first game, you might only need a point out of your next two uh, to finish second. You know, one team will run away with it, the best team in the group. Yeah. And then if you win a game um, and then you go and get a point, then a lot of the time that'll take you through in second place. So I just think that that first win starts you off, the confidence and the and the belief then in the squad, in the team. You're on three points, you've played one. You know, so it's about then you know, going on from there. But I just feel it's imperative you win that first one. George is on the socials at Go Football Show saying he remembers 96 really well. It was Villa Park, wasn't it? And it was Ali McCoy who scored. What, what a goal Swiss, was it? Wasn't and, it? And, and what, yeah. didn't qualify because yeah. of goal difference? Goal difference. Holland. Holland, their yeah. result that night, we Again. thought we could have been going through. Yeah. yeah. Would have, could have, should have because yeah. they were playing England. Yeah, That's right. But uh, again, these are, these are the kind of the moments. Yeah. Um, being in the same situation, 2010, uh, Australia get knocked out through goal difference because of the first game you touch on, John, that first game. Absolutely. We got an absolute tonking by <laughs> Germany, uh, who were a very good side back then. But, you know, goal difference, um, the margins at that level, you know, European championships, yeah. World Cup championships is is minimal. It and, really and you're is. right, Craig. I think if you can get out of the group, then you're looking at the last 16. Anything's yeah. possible. And then, and then you, you can get you know, a team that have scraped out of their group um, and then all of a sudden you're in the last 16, you win that one in the quarterfinal. Yeah. You know, it's it's so precarious that you first of all try and get out the group. Good word. And then, and then you, you can have a little have a little bit of luck and takes you on, yeah. you know. What's the number one sport in Australia? I know it's not football. Is it mm. cricket or is it the Australian Aussie rules or? You know what? It's between three, but, okay. I would say. Go on. Aussie rules. Yep. Cricket mm. and a rugby league. Wow. Rugby's dropped away. Mm. Uh, and then probably you've got football in there, which is a mm. disappointment for me uh, because, you know, you, you, these type of countries here in Scotland, yeah. the UK. It's soccer, it's, not it's, football. So, yeah, it's a lot of people in Australia call it soccer. The Socceroos. Yeah, yeah. The Socceroos. But that yeah. must have been amazing. Can you imagine this country if we get out of the group stage, which hopefully we will, yeah. and we're there in Germany. It's Germany, amazing. what's it like? I know we've all been. Yeah. Um, you played there for yeah. Borussia Mönchengladbach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what was it like? And look, um, in terms of the, the actual league that I played in, as brief as what it was, Bundesliga is a fantastic league. Mm -hmm. The stadiums are always full. There's always late action within games because... Fans are terrific. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. And yeah. I think the best thing that people, fans travelling to this tournament are going to experience, yeah. um, you know, the way that they kind of set up in the squares and all that sort of stuff, it, it's, a, it's a party environment. It, it's a great atmosphere. You get to meet many different people from all over the world. Munich's a fantastic city. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And your travel, your travel will be in your ticket that gets you yeah. to the game. And travel in terms of the, the transportation is fantastic as well. How long did you play there? It lasted about season. six months. Six months. It <laughs> was okay. a back end of the but, season, yeah. 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 Still, I'll tell you, I'll tell you yeah. very quick story. Yeah. So I failed a medical at Blackburn. Mm -hmm. right, so I was originally meant to go from Rangers to Blackburn from the Olympics. I actually flew out of the Olympic wow. Village, uh, failed my medical. So that circulated in the UK like wildfire. Mm -hmm. um, 
Vic Avocat was at Mönchengladbach, so he gave me the opportunity to go and play and, and to prove my fitness. Once again, I managed to play 16, 17 games for so the back end of the season. And after there, I then got the opportunity to then come back to the UK, and that's when I went to Newcastle. John, you played some games in Germany. What did you make of it? Played against Borussia Mönchengladbach. Top stadium, by the way. Yeah, played against yeah. Germany oh. for the for the national team. We yeah. played Stuttgart, obviously, for Celtic yes. in the Champions yeah. League. So, yeah, I played a little bit there, and I've, I've watched it as well. I spoke mm. to Paul Lambert about yeah. it quite a few times, and... You know, he won the he won the cha- a, a European course. cup. Yeah. There was it Champions League, yeah, 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 yeah. Champions League, yeah. In what was it, eighty seven? Thereabouts, just I think before it he came was. Back to, well, came to Celtic. Yeah, they yeah. played Juventus, yeah, yeah. didn't they? Up against um, Zinedine yeah, Zidane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A bit later. Bit later, yeah. But anyway, he won it, which was fantastic. Ninety-seven, ninety-seven, yeah. And he was on this show a few weeks ago. He came in and yeah. he, he talked about the size of the football clubs there, the bigger than we realised. Well, yeah. did, did he bring his medal? It, not that day. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a medal that yeah. to to hold to, to Champions League. Yeah. Unbelievable, Paul Lambert. What a career he had. Yeah. Well, it's it's the it's the biggest. Sure club football tournament in the world that's why everybody really wants to win it sure is yeah 1997 here's Liam Cooper looking forward yeah. to 2024 it's not that far away at the Euros in Germany for myself for myself personally um, I think success always helps um, like I said earlier we've, we've had that taste of a major competition winning football matches is is an amazing feeling and it always brings a group together. Um, I'm lucky enough to, to have been in a, a few successful teams and, and, that, and, and that, that's always been the main thing. But also the, the way the managers sort of got the, the environment to, to be really like a, a, a club mentality, just by the way training set up, the way we train, the, um, the training ground we have. And, and, and although it's difficult because we are still in hotels and stuff like that on camps, but um, just the way he's, he's made it that way. If there's ever any issues or the lads ever need anything, it's just a a message in the WhatsApp group or um, you can pull one of the staff personally and, and it's sorted there and then. Um, and that's been the biggest thing for me. Um, but the obviously the main one is it's been successful and, and winning football games. It breeds confidence and um, it makes everything a lot easier. So who is going to be on that plane? It's the beginning of December, isn't it? Just, what, three weeks away? Less than, yeah, two and a half weeks till we get the draw. The and draw. we will be on. It's, it's a nervous time yeah. for players. Uh-huh, yeah. Nervous, excitement, mm-hmm. all those kind of things. Major tournaments, you just want to make sure that you're able mm-hmm. to put your hand up and say, I'm fit and I'm ready. Because injuries play a part. It's oh, nightmare for a player. Paul Lambert was just probably texting just now saying it was 97, 90. waged him by 10 years. The yeah, year's set, absolutely fly in so no doubt we'll speak to him on the way <laughs> to Euro 2024 oh we mentioned there. him he should be yeah. happy with the mention exactly he is a really good guy great isn't he? guy Paul and some great he was players. a captain yep. when I was a Celtic of course what a yep. player what a player yep we'll outstanding player he gave everything as well didn't he he always just did. used to roll it yeah. around the corner into your path and yeah. you know work us technically he had a bit of everything yeah. Lambo. brilliant midfield player Craig, you were back at Ibrox today and it was uh, a sad occasion, but there was a mm. lovely turnout for somebody who was a big part of your life. I see Barry was there as well, Barry yeah. Ferguson, paying uh, respect to someone who worked behind the scenes for what, since 1967, I think, yes, up yes, until yes, just a few years ago for Mary Gallagher, known to you all as... Ah, wee tiny. Wee tiny was like my yeah. like like my second ma. Uh, and and for, 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 for most players that went, you know, went through in the time just before me, um, to you know, to to many many years after, a uh, lovely lovely lady, 
family, um, you know, all involved within the football club with different roles, you know, within. Um, very, very sad loss uh, because, again, she's somebody that... I think maybe worked at the club for over 50 years, uh, Paul. Incredible. The turnout today was phenomenal. Uh, seeing many, many players, uh, like I says, over the years, paying their respects uh, to, to wee tiny and all that sort of stuff. She was a lovely woman. Um, and it was a sad day, you know. There was certainly a tear in my eye today, um, you know, because she played a an influential role. You know, she was great in the kitchen. Uh, John yeah. used to go mm. in, you know, what, mm. what do you want? Um, you know, she used to run about and make sure you got exactly what you you, you were after. Yeah. Yeah. I think Alan McGregor might have stayed in digs uh, at, at one stage when he was a young lad mm -hmm. uh, with Tiny, but sad, sad loss. Yeah. But great turnout, um, which is, is all you can hope from these kind of days. Well, the thing is as well, Craig and Paul, you know, these, these people, they're the heartbeat of the club. Yeah. People think players come and go, managers come and go, um, but the people like what's her name, Tiny, is yeah. it? Yeah, Tiny, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're the ones who stay oh. through thick and thin. Managers keep the players um, contented, yeah. keep them happy, yeah. and they get so much respect. And probably that's why there was yeah. so much of a huge uh, turnout for her today. She, she used to always say that she never had a favourite. <laughs> I guarantee you. Ian Durant was a favourite. Was he? Ah, yeah. she loved Durant. Uh -huh. yeah. She absolutely adored him. But she'll say, no, no, no I don't have favourites. Yeah. Wonderful, uh, wonderful lady. Uh, and thoughts yeah. and, uh, and best wishes and love her with the family. And yeah. some great pictures there of uh, her with Walter Smith, Graham yeah. Soonis with some of the trophies. I mean, I looked at them, Craig, I remembered her Incredible. immediately. Because the media, when I was covering there, you would see her, you know, if you were at Rangers. Yeah, she, no. she was always there with a cup of tea. Cup of tea. Didn't throw it over us too often. No. She was absolutely brilliant. Over 50 years. Yeah, I think 51 club. years. Isn't that just phenomenal? So Incredible. And you saw some, was Ian there today, Durante? Yeah, yeah, again, it was it was that busy. That, yeah. But, um, you know, so I've seen a lot of familiar faces and again, you know, for different eras uh, at the football club all paying their, their respects. That was uh, the impact that um, Tiny, uh, Mary Gallagher had on, on all these players. Yeah. That's it. Yep, Absolutely. Over 50 years at Rangers. It's, uh, it's absolutely effort, phenomenal. Eh? Yeah, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back in a few moments. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Contact the team now to help make your home more energy efficient. Let's go! It's the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, John Hartson, Craig Moore with Global Eco Energy. Thanks for making the switch. So many people tuned in to the programme. Thanks, we really do appreciate it. It's the, they call it the international break, but did you like it, John, when you got an international break? I suppose you did, if you were playing, in Scotland's case, on the flight the other day, off to Turkey, which I would imagine is good for them to get away from the weather here to prepare for the match in Georgia. I used to love going away. Um, it would just give you a little bit of a respite from playing in your club football. Uh, you go away and... You'd meet players and play with players and spend a bit of time, you know, with senior players, younger players. And uh, I used to learn quite a lot because the three strikers, Dean Saunders, Mark Hughes and Rush, oh, you know, I used to look up to them. I, I used to look up to them three. Obviously, we had the late Gary Speed, yeah. um, Neville Southall, Kevin Ratcliffe, mm. we had some fantastic players. And I was a young lad in the under-21s when I first broke in, under-18s actually, and then 21s. So it was great. And... Um, you know, it just gives you a little bit something different. You're playing for your country, which is very special as mm. well. And the managers I worked under were so happy to see you go. They always felt the, the more they've got international footballers, then then it's, 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 it looks good on the club. Yeah. 
You know, mm. if, if you've got so many internationals that you're letting go, the worry is that they, they don't want you to come back with injuries. And that's a big concern for them if, if one of their key players came back with an injury. So many big names in the Welsh team at that point. Um, who was the biggest help to you? At the time, were the one or two of them were really good, and was there a biggest wind-up merchant? Oh, Dino was Dino Dean yeah. Saunders. I don't know if you've Dean at speaking. He's uh, yeah. he's the best. I met him last after, month. Oh yeah, yeah he's, he's he's a character, Dean. He's got stories about everybody. He yeah. Takes off Brian Clough, Ron Atkinson. Yeah, he's a brilliant sort of after-dinner speaker, Dean Saunders. Yeah. So he was the. He was the one that that used to you know make you laugh and everything else. He was the character in the group, but the ones like Gary Speed, Gary was always great with the young ones. Always that time for you, and um, he was a, he was a consummate professional. I think he won over ninety caps. He's the most capped outfield player um, that played for. No, he's not. Chris Gunter has recently broke yeah, that. But he was yeah, up but there. he was a yeah. super, superb lad, and Mark Hughes put him left back. And he was captain at the time in mm. midfield and he just accepted it because he loved playing for Wales. And he was a great professional, so he was as good at left-back as what he was in midfield. You know, he made wow. that position his own. Mm. So, Gary was great. You could you could approach him. He was very approachable. Um, so, yeah, and it was always a privilege to, to wear the, uh, the red shirt number nine on the back. I was just having you. a giggle there, yeah. Paul, because... Like like John, absolutely could not wait to get back uh, and be with the national team because yeah. uh, we had a group of players that, that kind of had grown up together. Uh, so, you know, we had a, an established national team, probably spent 10 years together. So it was like going back and, and catching up with your brothers, which was amazing. Uh, but I was having a little smile there because yeah. Mark Bosnich, Bozza, yeah. he was lively. He was lively. The but goalkeeper. we used to get yeah. back as early as we possibly could, John. And to get out, and 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 Bozza had the limousine sitting in some alleyway, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the ones that he selected to yeah. say that you can come out with me tonight. Uh, yeah. Honestly, good times. Can I, can I ask you, Craig? You know, yeah. uh, you know the travelling. I've been to Australia once in my mm-hmm. life. I went to Perth. My daughter's just come home from. Yeah. Did that ever concern you? The amount of travelling because it's. You know, did it ever affect you? You know, in in terms of jet lag and this and uh, absolutely, and like that? absolutely. But yeah. the, the the thing the thing was, John, is growing up as a, as an Aussie and then getting the opportunity to play overseas. Right, we just knew that we had to travel. Right, and unfortunately, you know, geographically where where Oz is, it's uh, it's a long, long journey. But you're you're right. You touch on it. We used to you know, play a game Wednesday night in Sydney or Melbourne. Right. So you don't get to sleep after a game because adrenaline and all those mm-hmm. kind of things. You get a flight out Thursday. We would arrive Friday morning back into the UK. You wouldn't even train with the team. Mm-hmm. You would virtually just do a, a, a warm down, a loosener, mm-hmm. and play Saturday afternoon. Incredible. Oh. That wouldn't be allowed yeah. now. No, 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 definitely not. The sports science no. sure. wouldn't allow mm-hmm. that now. Um, which and the windows protect it now a little bit more. Yeah, it's different now, isn't the, it? The international yeah. windows. Whereas FIFA. it was scattered between. Did you turn left on the flight? In other words, did the Australian FA put you up the front, business class you or know first what? class? There was for a long, long time. We were back of the bus. You're kidding. Uh, back yeah? of the bus, wow. but then as. Uh, where was, yeah. where was Mark Bosnich? <laughs> he, he, he was never, never at he the was back of the bus. Business yeah. But yeah. eventually, wow. eventually, we we, we travelled yeah. business class and all that sort of stuff, and that's what the current uh, group and all that sort of stuff they travel business class, and you you need to. Um, one of the one of the times when Australia qualified for the World Cup, they actually chartered a flight. It was a game against Uruguay. I missed them because I was injured. Mm-hmm. Goose Hiddink had the team, so they had the plane kitted out uh, in terms because the first leg 
First leg was, was, was in Uruguay, I think. Anyway, so there's, uh, the, the plane's kitted out with massage tables and beds and, and all these kind of things because already, after the game had taken place, the importance of recovery and making sure that, um, that you can get a head start yeah. on your mm. opponent. I think even maybe the FA at the time, uh, via Hiddink, wise old man, they were, they were booking uh, seats of other flights and all that sort of stuff right. to make uh, the flight hard for the Uruguayan to, to get to out get to get to oh, Australia. Wow. Yeah. Uh, oh. And maybe, maybe maybe some cancellation of flights yeah. a little, little bit later. Yeah. Every advantage. The yes. sports science is such a big part of it. Now, and earlier this season, Brendan Rogers revealed about, remember Leal Abada got yeah. that injury yeah. uh, when he just arrived in Israel yeah. for a training or wherever they were playing. Yeah. And he was doing some extra shooting practice afterwards. And Brendan Rogers did say that you don't do that after a flight you shouldn't put too much strain on it. I'd never thought about that. Yeah. But obviously, these days, they're on top of everything. Well, sports science is a massive, huge part of the game now, Paul. I think all the clubs, all the top clubs, if you like, they're all trying to get that little advantage over the others. And that can just be, you know, something like, I know they can take a blood test in the morning, they can, you know, and, and almost tell if you're stressed, or how you slept. Um, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And it's incredible what they can do now, sports. Everybody's wearing heart monitors. They actually film now, Paul, the training sessions. Yeah. They train mm -hmm. filming sessions, you know. Drones. Uh, I would never have played if they filmed me mm -hmm. in training. But, um, <laughs> you know, but it's, it's all different now. And as I said, it's, 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 it's mm -hmm. better for the game. I can you tell what you're dreaming about? Or? No, it's not that. It's not that good just no. yet, but it is amazing. And we're talking about it in the context of well, the Asian Cup coming up yeah, in yeah. January, and 12th, people are like, yeah. So for Celtic, it'll affect you know all oh, those players, yeah. Yogo, Hatati, Maeda. But it is what it is. Yeah. You know, you, as a club, you, you you sign players from Japan and you know and China and sure. all these places, and it is what it is. You just have to accept that when you when you bring these players in. Who's going to be the Scotland goalkeeper? Bring it back to Scotland. Is it going to be? Well, who is going to be the number one? Xander Clark. A few people have been on the socials thinking it's going to be the Hearts. He's the Hearts number two, but number one at the moment because yeah. Craig Gordon's back in training. And you wouldn't bet against him coming back at what forty years old? Certainly not. I mean, come back. Well, it was a leg break, double leg break, yeah, or double, but double, uh, you know, yeah, to, 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 to he's an he's an incredible professional. Mm. Has always looked after himself. Has a presence. Um, has never let anybody down. Uh, you certainly couldn't rule it out. Uh, I guess with the current scenario, though, Paul, um, you will be pushing us all certainly for an answer. I think Xander Clark would be yep. the one that would start. Um, and again, that's just my, that's, my, my, opinion, that's, yeah. just, that's just my my opinion. I think Liam Kelly, who does a great job at Clubland, um, and I've touched on the the McCrory yeah. situation. He's not played games, but I think he's a huge talent. He's just unfortunate. There's there's a good one at Rangers in Jack Butland now. Oh. Yeah, very good. He's doing exceptionally well, isn't he, uh, Jack Butland? But as I said earlier on, I think Steve Clark will have a goalkeeper in mind. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about that. Um, and I'm not quite sure which one it'll be. Paul, as I said, Xander Clark, um, you know, Liam Kelly. No, I'm not quite sure who's the better goalkeeper. Yeah. I, I, I'd admit I don't know an awful lot about goalkeeping. Um, so it's a shootout. I think it might be. As I said, I, th I yeah. think Steve Clark will have a goalkeeper in mind uh, going into the going into the the campaign. 
Liam Cooper, we heard from him earlier. He said, in his words, he's tapping up the young Leeds United star Archie Gray to turn his back on England and commit to Scotland. So his dad, Andy Gray, we remember, and his granddad, Frank Gray, played, of course, um, for Scotland, Leeds United. Um, I wonder, it's a young player. Yeah. I don't know too much about him, but I wonder if they, the, the lure of Scotland could help with his granddad and his dad. I think sometimes, Paul, especially with these younger ones, see if you show them a little bit of love mm-hmm. uh, and let them know that they are being monitored um, and that uh, there are possibilities. That's certainly the, the sensible way to, to play these situations out. Mm. Look, even to be fair, Scotland, Australia do it. A lot of these countries do it where there might be in England, the dual nationalities and all mm. that. And they park themselves down those clubs and potentially play younger national teams elsewhere. But then they fall into a Scotland or fall into Australia. Same thing happens with Scotland. Did they get a bigger price tag on their heads if they're England stars? I guess that's it. Harder to get into England in general because they're, what, 50 million yeah. and we're 5 million. But a name like Archie Gray, surely, John, yeah. he's straight on. Yeah. He's in the in But the, the thing is, I always yeah. think these decisions are to be made by you, yeah. personally. Um, I think if, if, you, if you back yourself... And you feel you're that good a player. You obviously, you obviously choose England. If you're thinking for a second that you're not quite that that level of all the other the Bellinghams and the, and, and the Grealishes and the Fordens and all these type of great great players, then you go the other way and you come to Scotland. You look at you know Declan Rice chose England over Ireland. Aidan McGeady chose Ireland over Scotland. It's a personal thing, and you can't be. You can't be sidetracked by other people in terms of who you choose. I think it's for you as an individual to pick and choose who you want to play for country-wise. It's in your heart. Yep. You're right. You're bang on. It's down to the individual and how they feel about that particular country that they have that affiliation with. Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. A few questions coming in. Craig, first one for you. Yep. Rangers announcing a profit. Small profit yesterday, but that's yeah. two years We'll running. take profit. Just a, just a quarter <laughs> of a million. Yeah, Um and also, it looks as though they're going to have a director of football or whatever yeah. it is, yeah. someone else in a senior position in the football department. They're saying, off the record, it could be in the next two weeks. Uh, Who is it, Craig? Do you know? You know what? Yeah, no. Again, Paul, this is some. I wouldn't be surprised if it's someone just completely left field because it's like it's it's not something we've heard about too much in the, in the in the, yeah. the last few weeks or so. I've always felt that through the, the, the interviewing process of the new manager, Phil Clement, that's come in, Sunus was a part of that. So I kind of felt that there would be some kind of role uh, for um, Graham Sunus. Is, is, is he going to be the sporting director? I really don't know. And because we've heard very little, I'm thinking, is it going to be somebody else that we've mm. not even heard? Yeah. Uh, it's not even been out in the media. Would the club, Craig, the hierarchy there, would they have... Um... Would they have, have, have run this by Philip Clement? Because sometimes the um, clubs make a decision yeah. because they feel a director of football yeah. is the best thing to do. But in terms of Philip Clement, mm-hmm. a lot of managers, I feel, would want to be consulted, yeah. certainly. Yeah. Especially on the back yeah, of yeah. how well he's and, done. And I think Philip so Clement... would he have been consulted in terms of this particular role? Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Philip Clement... Yeah, uh, has actually spoken and commented on this this situation himself, and uh, said that he was in full support of the club uh, in terms of the, the structure and whoever they decide to bring in is somebody that he would obviously have a very good relationship with. Yeah, and I also believe as well, Paul, that who has final say, you know that that is 
agreed before you make these decisions, who has final say of recruitment? Is the sporting director, does he have final say? Or does the manager say, look, if I'm going to work with any player, I want final say before they come in and sign the contract? You ask a belter of a question because that is, I think, at this still at this time until those pieces are put together, who makes... Who is the final decision maker yeah, yeah. at the football yeah. club at this moment? It's a top question, John. Good question. Because under Michael Beale... I do he, ask a few now and again. Oh, yeah. do, Michael Beale had so much power, you know, during yeah. last summer. Yeah. He certainly had the checkbook and the, yeah. the board backed him big time. Yes. And so far, some of them haven't worked out. Another question from Andy, who's on saying, who is getting past marks now? Danilo? Yes. Rangers fans, yeah. Yes. Uh, Seema. Yes, uh, John, you like Seema, don't you? In terms yeah, of yeah, and I think in terms, of, in, ter- in terms of past marks, I just think I think everybody's stepped up. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you can carry players, you know, four to five, and and obviously four, five or six that are not quite at it. Mm. You, you generally won't win games. You know, you've got to have eight, nine, ten, you know, at, at their best in games. You know, and it's very difficult. I'm sure Philip Clement doesn't want to, a lot of managers don't like to single individuals out. It's and about, he doesn't, he says yeah, that. Well, there you yeah, go, it's, it's yeah. about the team. So, looking at the Rangers' is, is, is last, you know, four or five games, mm. you you would think that every player has stepped up. That's very, very, I can't really add any more than that. I think that's very fair. Um, they've all been committed to the cause. Some have had good games, some have had bad games, but everybody seems to have been committed to the new manager yeah. uh, and that's the most important thing Sam Lammers again tries tries real hard mm-hmm. uh, scored a, a cracker the, the other week yeah. there uh, still you know he's he's, he's not found um, his fit his groove Des has been the same but you know you keep playing games and you, and you can score goals your performances your confidence can go through the roof overnight quick break and then we're back we're looking forward to the game Georgia against Scotland and a bit more in recovery time from Philippe Clement The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy free quotes for solar PV battery storage and heat pumps Let's go Just before the break we were talking about the international scene and looking forward to it we'll get the prediction of Craig Moore and John Hartson shortly beforehand much was said about um, Philippe Clement and his first four, five weeks in charge. He said it feels like about six months, but I mean, six wins out of seven and the other result was a draw. He's been speaking about it. He was asked uh, about the game at the weekend. What did he think of Rangers' performance just ahead of the break, 2-0 at Livy? That it was a tricky game. First, you have the circumstances with the pitch. What's not an advantage for us and the football we want to play. Kick-off hour, 12 o'clock after a European night. Also having European success and then playing domestic, it's also sometimes dangerous in the heads of the players. The team showed a really good mentality and, uh, and the right spirit uh, and a good mindset to, to play a very mature game because we didn't give away anything and um, yeah, we deserve to win, clearly. Also when you miss a penalty, when you, a goal is disallowed, sometimes you get in uh, dangerous games for losing points because these circumstances are not on your side. Yeah, at the end, it's a very positive uh, afternoon, I think. It's never easy to play there. Good news no. that Kilmarnock looks as though season after next, ripping up the plastic pitch. Yeah, if beauty. all goes well with Billy Bowie's uh, plans for the new training complex, that would be great news, isn't it? That would be amazing. Yeah. I would love to see uh, the turf pitches. Uh, I think as a player, we played on them. They're, they're far, far better, in my opinion. I understand why the clubs do have the... 
the Astro, but not my cup of tea. So what about the recovery time? This is Philippe Clement speaking about what 62 hours Rangers had between the game with Sparta and the kick-off at Livingston. Yes, I think it's better for, for Scottish football also to do it that way. They're doing in Belgium. They're doing in other leagues also to, to take care of that because can be maybe for people who, who never played think what is the difference for six hours more or eight hours more, but it's a big difference in, in recovery of a body these hours of sleep, these hours of recovery, because it's really short time that players can uh, can recover. We play every three days. We will have again a schedule of uh, 12 games in, I think, 38 days. It's an important part, the recovery, uh, also in, in my job, to um, yeah let the players understand how, how important it is, the food, the drink, the cryo, uh, the sleep also. What's very important, what to do, when to sleep. So in that way, it's important, thank, I think, in every league that games, uh, teams that play in Europe on the Thursday evening, that they, they play the, the Sunday evening. In a lot of leagues, it's, uh, it's done. So maybe something to, to see for the future. So I think he was saying maybe another six hours or so, if it had been an evening yeah. kickoff, that would be important. Well, when, when are the Scottish... Premiership, the guys who organise the fixtures, when are they going to listen to these people? He talks an awful lot of sense there, and it keeps happening. We, um, not a lot, of, not enough time between games. So they have to start listening to the managers who talk sense and are trying to protect their players. Are we just ignoring Mr. Clement, or are we actually going to do something about it? Good call. Yeah, no, top. Uh, had a similar situation in Australia, John, mm. uh, when you're crossing over with the Asian Champions League competition and, and the games weren't allowed to be played uh, within less than 72 hours. Tra you almost, you almost was want to say different. he's wasted his breath there, but yeah. he's coming out with some really good you know, uh, reasons why and you just want to think, well, look, listen to this guy. Listen to when Bren Rogers, Rogers say they're not looking after the, the clubs in terms of the, mm. the games, the amount yeah, of games yeah. in a short space of time. And we know mm. they're trying to balance it for television, but yeah. you're right from a, the, the players' the point players of view welfare. and the fans as well, often players' welfare. If you want yeah. top-class performances yeah. from the players, they've got to have the rest before going into games. Otherwise, you are going to get yeah. sloppy mm. performances because players, they're human beings, yeah. they'll get tired. Yeah, and Klopp has spoken about it, hasn't he? He Many times, out. same same yeah. situation again, yeah. and they got a, they got a mad schedule down there. And this isn't well. Celtic like or Rangers. No, this is him sure. in you. This is Aberdeen. Aberdeen in you. Yeah. It plays for all. Well, look the at Aberdeen. They just come back from Greece. Well, there you are. Let's go on the lines. Malcolm is on. Good evening, Malcolm. How are we doing? Hi, Malcolm. Hi, Malcolm. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, uh, right, good to hear for you. Good. You uh, too. I was going to speak about I was going to speak about uh, finances, but I'll just it's okay just to pick up on that point. On you go. It. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, on that you need to drop one of the competitions. No way, competition that will be dropped would be the Firebreak Cup, or you make it like an under 18s or under 21 sort of fixture because there's not much, especially with the national team as well. There's just been a fixture blockade since we started the season. Craig, do you want to drop it before December the 17th? <laughs> the league come <laughs> no, final. No, I'll we'll keep, keep, keep it as, as is. But I know what you're saying there, Malcolm. You're talking about down south, what have they got the EFL trophy? There's, 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 there's another kind of cup that maybe the, the, the teams take, or is that different yeah, ages? Yeah. Different ages, different ages, I think. Yeah, no, the, the EFL, the League Cup in England is still, you know, they sometimes rotate it, you know, they play a different keeper or whatever, but yeah. it's, 
the same as Scotland. That is a good point. The 23 league mm. in but yeah. John, well, you both won trebles. You wouldn't be yeah. winning a treble if it was dropped. It's difficult to balance it, isn't it, Malcolm? You know, you're trying to look after the players, look after the fans, and the TV money of which we don't get yeah. enough in Scotland. I'm talking about finances, yeah. Malcolm. What yeah. about this one? I, I want to add yeah. another game to the schedule. Okay. I want to add another game to the schedule. Which one? A charity shield that doesn't happen in Scotland. That's money to the game. John well, would what say if, for you. What does Celtic play if they win the treble? Well, it's the winners of the league against the winners of the cup. Yeah, what if Celtic yeah. win the treble? Well, 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 to, yeah. Whoever can't play themselves. No, it's, but it's the same. Yeah, that, that's whoever rules the same yeah. in England. Come sure. on. Yeah, Malcolm. No, it's in, yeah. in England. It's whoever yeah. wins the FA Cup, whoever wins the. Uh, so of course, what if Man City win the treble? They play himself. And say, come on, man. That's like the same. It's the same yeah, thing. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. You play the runners up. Play the game, yeah, John. Come sure. on, man. <laughs> All right, John's in uh, devilish form tonight. Oh, Malcolm, right there. Malcolm, financials are on your mind. Yeah, well, the, the, the club's posting. Uh, Hearts and Rangers posting their books this. Uh, yeah. This last couple of days and yeah. uh, looking at Rangers books and. The, the the four million loss that they've taken after being in Champions League plus the, the, the big sales are Rebo and Bassey. Where does this stand Scottish football? Well, not only the big sales, I think, to get Morales off the wage book and to get Kent off the wage book mm. as well. So they'll, they'll, they'll save money doing that. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of, uh, again, yeah. uh, yeah. I, I don't understand. Yeah. Not, I've not seen the profit sure. and loss, obviously, but Rangers have, you, you would have thought in the in the, the last couple of years, you know, you're talking about Patterson, who was sold for, what, 12 million, 16 million. You had a Rebo, um, the Champions League money, the, the Europa Cup. Uh, there's been a lot of money that's come, but it comes through in different tranches, different stages as, as well, Malcolm. Um, and, and I guess those kind of things need to come through uh, on, a, on a regular basis uh, for, for uh, certainly Rangers in, in terms of making sure that they invest and invest wisely uh, moving forward to, to, to strengthen the squad. But I, I guess any club, any club in particular, if, you, if you're, you know, you're posting at the end of financial year that there's profit, that's fantastic. Uh, how can you grow that? Obviously, you know, they've got commercial departments and all that in place that will look to, to try and take whatever opportunities uh, are out there as well. Malcolm, I'm just trying to catch up just now. It came out, as you know, just in the last few moments. So the Hearts turnover, it's 21 million, let's call it. But, you know, turnover is one thing. The key thing is, are you making money? Profit. Is it profit? Exactly. Yeah. So uh, it's flattery, they say, isn't it, with turnover? And I'm not knocking it. I'm trying to read. I don't know, have you seen... The profit, did Hearts make a profit? And we know that Rangers, the turnover was up um, in some areas, but the yeah. profit was, it was tiny. It was 252,000. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, yeah. that's before the tax. So it, yeah. it's been posted in the, uh, the media departments mm -hmm. is profit, which is not profit. It's, it's a financial loss. And as Craig so rightly says, their major players, Barsi, all part of that books plus the Champions League money and they're still at minus four million pounds this has got going back to 2012 written all over it again because they've got an agent squad and I think, I think you'd probably say seven or the club's players will probably be out of contract at the end of the season mm -hmm. am I right in saying that? I mean, I, your guess is as good so, as mine there, but I mean, obviously, yep. all the majority of the new players that have come in, I know Seema's on loan, but mm -hmm. the ones that have come in will certainly be on longer term, sure. uh, Malcolm, yep. uh, to protect that that asset. Uh, but there will be, I would imagine, six or seven players, you're right, that are coming out of contract come end of season. 
There would be no suggestion, though, Craig, that they go back to 2012, that Rangers, we hear that there are, no. that, that there's money going to come back into the club. Um, and Barry reckons they will spend some money, maybe big loan deals. I mean, undoubtedly, the summer was a big disappointment because they invested heavily in Michael yeah. Beale and gave him some money to spend. But it doesn't look so far as though they're not on fire but, I, but I'm not uh, I, I guess Malcolm the question that you've asked in terms of you're concerned about going back uh, to 2012 I, I don't share or, or have those kind of concerns I think with the people that I'm chatting away with um, financially I think Rangers are in a good place uh, and, and, and in a position where sensibly will continue to, to grow uh, and to make sure that they support the, the manager with regards to player recruitment so yeah, I, I feel as if that, that that's positive. Um, can only take it at face value in terms of what what's been said. But I feel as if Rangers financially uh, are actually in a in a strong position. There's been a you know a number of years where there's been a lot of pain to get to this situation. A lot of good business over the last couple of years, and I expect to see future uh, positive business in the next two to five years as well. It's really difficult to make it work in Scotland though, isn't it? Celtic have got money in the bank, yep. but not the kind of money that would take them to the latter stages of the Champions League. Uh, and Rangers are not getting the same amount of money in at the moment from Champions League. Yeah, They'll miss could, out on it this year. But could we say that they gambled with a lot of players with a view to getting in the Champions League? You know, is that the way to operate? You know, you spend all that money with a view to bringing that money back and they haven't been able to achieve that in yeah. recent years. But that would have been that would have been the, the, the blueprint for any manager coming in at Rangers. Can they topple Celtic? Yeah. I know Celtic have a have yeah. probably more money, you know, in terms of their what they can do with that. But in terms of I always felt in the last few years, Rangers have spent an awful lot of money on players that have come in with a view to trying to get into the Champions League and they they, they failed to do that. Remember the year when they were they were leading Celtic and then and then they lost yep. a couple of games. I mean, Celtic took over. Yep. And I think they were but, almost banking on the Champions League money. I think it's a balancing act for, for both yeah. Rangers and Celtic, right? Mm. And the reason why... So, obviously, there was heavy recruitment this season. Um, but, obviously, Rangers were, were not for, for the Champions League this season. So, obviously, with a view to hopefully trying to win the title for champ, Champions League. But mm. I think there's got to be a calmness and a, and a sensible approach, which I, I think both clubs have taken because the reality is... Yes, Paul, they can get through the group stages in the Champions League, right? But that would be a huge achievement. Yeah. I, the gap between the, the top clubs in Europe and the Champions League clubs, they're, they're, they're stretching. They're getting, they're getting away from, from Rangers and Celtic. Absolutely, in my opinion. What we do know is Chairman John Bennett said yesterday that uh, the player trading yep. model is paramount. They yes. have to bring in players and sell at, you know, them. Yeah, develop at them profit. at Okinawa or bring them in for two, yeah. three, four million and sell well, them you, for even 15. Celtic, Paul, Brendan yeah. Rodgers, we viewed Brendan Rodgers, uh, they're not going to go out to spend 15, 12, you on, know, on nine, whatever, like Edward a few years back and one or two others. You know, Brendan Rodgers has already said mm. he wants to cut the squad from 32 to 25. So there's a club like Celtic with lots and lots of funds to spend on players but they are still trying to cut the cloth. They've been sensible, yeah. They've been, yeah. Sens they've been sensible, John. Because otherwise, you can just you, at the levels that both clubs are going to be competing at, whether it be Europa Champions League, you can throw a lot of money away, mm. and and the risk of return uh, can come back and bite you and bite you pretty hard. If, if you're yeah. on decent wages and you're not playing regularly, mm. then sure, you're looking to get rid of players. Malcolm Rangers turnover, as you know. 
83-84 million profit 252 before tax it normally is EBITDA isn't it earnings before uh, taxation um, and they're saying there's a record player profit so they did make money with a rebo etc but other expenses um, in fact I think the wage bill playing bill could be higher at Rangers and, than and, it is and, at Celtic and as well, so, Malcolm yeah. you might know better yeah. there's the museum yeah, of course, as they've, well. invested so, uh, they've, as well. they've invested there as well. Malcolm, thanks for that call. We've just about run out of time here. Here is Philip Clement saying what's happening this week at, at Rangers with uh, no domestic football. Um, this next week that we have a good uh, good training week, I will see if we can arrange one game or not. We're still looking for that. Could you see a game happening, Greg? Yes. You think? Yeah, yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah. But behind closed doors, a little bounce match. Some, some players, players, some players need yeah. a game. Yeah, sixty yeah. minutes under their belt. Yeah, no problem. Brendan Rodgers has take on the six 0 win at the weekend. Very good because Aberdeen are a strong team, a tough team. I think we you mentioned it beforehand that how difficult they are to play against, and especially away from home. They've got some really, really good results. So for us to score six goals, keep a clean sheet, be as creative as we were, whilst disciplined. Then uh, it's a mark of a good team. You had the pain during the week. We dust ourselves off and, uh, and go and produce a really good performance. So uh, really happy and uh, yeah, good good win. Pain during the week for Motherwell the last few weeks. So Stuart Kettlewell, a lot of work to do. Hearts would be happy with the win at the weekend. Hibs getting a win after uh, seven without winning against Kilmarnock. Derrick will want to get them back and get back to winning. And St. Johnson, huge win for them against Ross County. Guys, we've run out of time. Thanks for sure. that. Enjoyed it. See you next week. You're off to the Middle East, I think, on football Saturday business. Saturday on Thursday, yeah. yeah. Looking forward to that. Say hi to Tony Vidmar. I will yeah, do. you'll see him there. Thanks so much. The news is next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage and heat pumps. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.